Thanks for tuning in to We Talk, where I share space with professionals, entrepreneurs, creatives, and the like to discuss what shapes us, moves us, and even what makes us consider giving up and walking away. Each week, we have compelling and honest conversations that change how we view ourselves, conversations that change how we see one another, the conversations that matter most. I'm your host, Ariane Craig-Jala. Now listen in as we talk. On this episode, we're discussing being conditioned for success with Patrick Diddy Robertson, owner of The Lab. This former professional football player shares his personal path to the pros, how he's used his own speed bumps to prepare the next generation of talent, both mentally and physically, and how he identifies the standouts among the many athletes trying to make it to the pros. Listen in as we talk. Patrick Diddy. Robertson. Right. Yeah. Why'd they call you Diddy when you were younger? You don't know? My grandma named me. Your grandma did. Shout out to Lily. Mama Lily? Mm Mm-hmm. Named you Diddy. Uh, I did. Let's just get that out there. I did babysit you. I did. Yeah. But you were five-ish. Right? You. six. Patrice. Dominic. All right. I remember um, burning some pancakes, I think. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You wasn't the best cook. No, never. Cool. <laughs> never. It's cool. <laughs> I never was. Look, Patrick, I'm 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 glad to have you here Thank on the couch. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, it's good to see what you are doing in um in business, in the community, um, with athletes, young athletes at the lab, mm-hmm. training, um, working on helping them to to get to the pros right right uh this is a business you started how long ago i started in 2015 mm-hmm. that's when i was still at home rehabbing from an injury okay. i suffered while playing professional football okay all right yeah, where so were you playing i was in canada at the time i was with edmonton edmonton eskimos which okay. is in alberta okay alberta. what was your position receiving returner Receiving return. Yeah, I'm the fast guy. You're the fast guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me how that, what, what led you to that? Let's back up just a little bit. I, um, I finished my high school ball in Dallas, Texas. That's when, that's when I really started loving football. Mm-hmm. I got my college education from Murray State University, which is okay. located in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then that's what led to, that's what really led to me going to Canada at first, I was one of the top NFL prospects, but I did some off-the-field things that, okay. you know, that hindered that. So, I had to take an alternate route, which was Canada. Okay. All right. You ended up in Texas because of, was Katrina, it Katrina? Katrina. Yeah. yeah. You ended up in Texas because of Katrina, originally right. from New Orleans. New Orleans, right. Right. Um, and then you ended up at Murray State. Right. Can we talk a little bit about the um, the off-the- and whatever it is, however, yeah, yeah, whatever you're comfortable um, with, because yeah, that's part of it, right? I'm cool with everything, yeah. Okay, go. Cool. Um, in 2011, I was arrested for drug trafficking and okay. pistol charge. So all right. In 2011 was actually my junior year, so that's the year I was talking to all the scouts, you know, everything okay. going on. And then that happened, so I go to jail that whole summer. Okay. And then, but the coach came on the team, though, because it, it was like a kind of, it was my fault, but it wasn't my fault. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, it was somebody else. It was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. but I had my own too, so I'm not about to sit here and be like, I it was my stuff. Some of my stuff was my pistol, so I wanted to go to jail for that. Got a trafficking charge, and then yeah, so that kind of like 
scared the scouts away a little bit. Okay. Of course. Can can we talk about what led you what led you that way, that path, knowing that you were one of the um, top prospects? I'm really just a hustler. Like when I see opportunity, I'll take it. Okay. Even like right now, like right now I'm into real estate big, so we'll talk on that later. Yeah. But um everybody on campus did drugs except me. So mm-hmm. I rather you buy it from me. Okay. That's just really what I how I looked at it. Okay. Like money making situation. So All right. Is there is there do you live with regrets at all? Nope. Not no like, regrets. I'm kinda glad that happened though. Mm-hmm. But then again, it caused me me trying to make quick money cost me millions, if that makes mm. sense. So, but me by me going through that, I get to teach my kids, like, just not what to do. Like, yeah. you got something bigger coming, so just be patient with it. Yeah. Did did the, so the it scared the, that whole issue scared your, the scouts away? Yeah, mainly because you got to think, for a team to give you millions, like, they got to trust you, right? Uh-huh. So, like, a team that's not about to give you millions if they don't trust you. Yeah. So, with that on your record, it kind of can stain you a little bit, and then... It kind of side with me and my head coach relationship a little bit as well, which led to me like let's plan time my senior year, okay, and things like that. So you put in the, now I got a record and let's plan time. Like who who really gonna gamble on yeah. that? It's stacked I, against you. Yeah. So okay, but I take full blame though. Like I ain't never blame nobody. It's on me. Yeah, yeah. And so that, and it, it feels like a domino effect. It's right. like those decisions led up to you being to arrested, right. to, and even if impacted your relationship with the coach. Mm-hmm. The And we'll skip ahead just a quick second. The athletes that you work with now, do you talk to them at all about the importance of having a good relationship with the coach? Oh, yes, indeed. Um, right. It's funny right now, my nephew, who will be drafted, and this year's draft, which is mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of had, like, the same situation. Not the trafficking situation, but problem with his coach. Okay. So, like, me and him talk often about how to deal with it. Because at the end of the day, they really control the narrative. Yes. Like, that's the man who's talking to the coach for you. He's the one who's giving them all the info about you. So, even though we butt heads a lot, you still got to be a cool head with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I talk to all of them about it. And I got some more, um, I got Alice all over. And we really talk about how to how you talk to them. Yeah. Like how to talk to the coaches, how to how to communicate with them. You always keep it cool. Yeah. So describe what is it that you specifically do with um, the athletes? Well, my athletes is physical, well, strength training, speed training, position training, of course, as well. And then I like to talk to them about just off the field things. I like to get into their head, see what they want to do after football, because everybody's not going to make it. Like, yeah. that's the fact. Yeah. Like, some people ain't going to make it. So what you going to do after that? When football over. Yeah. That'd be my biggest thing right now, to be honest. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem to sour them or maybe turn them off? Nah, because I guess from it coming from me, a person who played, like, it can only make sense. Like, I'm not hating on you, but I'm telling you, like, everybody ain't going to make it. Yeah. So, like, come with the football stop, a lot of people get into depression. Yeah. A lot of addicts kill themselves. So, you got to have really have a plan. So I'm kind of glad my pet did go the way it did. Yeah. If you look back, if if you had made it to the NFL, where mm-hmm. do you think you'd be now? I say I still be playing. I always say I just wanted to play till I'm like 32. Mm-hmm. I make 31 Saturday. Mm-hmm. So early probably, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> I probably had like another year to play. Now we're gonna start into a business, but I really didn't have a plan to be okay. honest. While I was playing, I just was living. Mm-hmm. Like I had no type of plan. And that's one of my biggest things. I don't organize okay. well like I should, but okay. I'm getting better with it. Okay. What do you wish 
somebody would have said to you? I wish I'd have known about business the way I know about it right now. So, All right. Like, I'm big into real estate right now. Huge into real estate. Yeah. Um, I'm dipping and diving into the trucking industry, too. I'm not really full in it, but I have a lab trucking LLC. Okay. Right, and I got Lab Homes LLC, which is my real estate company. Yeah. So, I wish I'd have knew more about business. Yeah. While yeah. I was playing. Okay. But I think that would have been dope. So, you went to Canada. Mm-hmm. And you got injured. How long did you play? I played for three years. You played for three years? 2014, I was in Edmonton. 2015, I was still in Edmonton, but I was hurt mainly. I had, I wound up having two surgeries okay. on my knee, and then I went to Hamilton, which is close to Toronto, in 2016, and that mm-hmm. was the last year I played. Okay. And you you blew out your knee? Yeah, yeah, my left knee. Your left knee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you end up coming back home. Yep. And then what? Um, The team gave me permission to get my surgery and rehab home, but my salary was like fully guaranteed, so I got all my money. Mm-hmm. So I did my surgery at Ashner with the Pelicans surgeon, Dr. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I rehabbed with Ashner as well. And during that process, that's when the lab really started coming together. Like that's when I started getting ideas. Me, my brother Nick, and my cousin G, they really helped me with it too. Like they're the main contributors to it for real. Mm-hmm. Like they put it in my head to do it. Okay. So, was your goal when you came back to rehab, was it your goal to go back to Canada at all? Um yeah, but that's when I really kind of started, like, losing my urge to play football. Okay. Like, How does that happen? I don't think you couldn't. Like, I think an athlete understand. But, like, when you start going through certain things and seeing the politics side of football. Like, All right. You know, some people still want it, but, like, you'd be like, it's not really worth it. Okay. Like, it's real. It's really politic once you get to that higher level. Okay. Like, so. In what instance? Like, what? Just what? everything. Just who who's gonna get the playing time? Who get the big money? Who's gonna be the face? Like it's really about it's really a lot of politics. Yeah, like, a lot of guys good don't get me wrong, but it'd be a, it'd be a lot of politics that play into it. Okay, all right. So you start losing your urge. Mm. So you end up rehabbing. Your knee is fine. Okay. And at the same time, you're working on the building lab, the lab. lab. Yeah, because I started I started the lab as soon as I got off of crutches. I got off of crutches in November. Mm-hmm. No, it was like December, Jan- December, January 2015. It was like around that time. And that's when the lab really started. Mm-hmm. That when I had a nephew in high school and I had two little cousins that was in high school. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted to play and it was good. My cousin was like one of the top athletes in the state. My nephew was the number one DB in the state. So it, like, it just made sense to like, I just train them. Okay. Get them right. Okay. But you're coming off crutches. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on so, crutches. So. so how does that work? How does that work? Man, I don't know. I did it though. For them, it's whatever. So okay. yeah, we made it work. Okay, what did it start out as? What? It... Um, my cousin had a. It was like a. He deal with a car auction, right? So okay. we had a spot where you could just put the car. You gotta have a spot with a car and the fence around it. Mm-hmm. So he had the spot. He was like, turn it to a gym. So he really just gave me the keys and let me turn it to a gym. So turn it to a gym. I remember the first workout. It was mainly a lot of St. Augustine, and McDonald's 35 alleys, right? Because that's mm-hmm. where my cousin and my nephew went. Mm-hmm. And then everybody just started telling their friends. So we just started getting so many alleys. I'm like, I might as well make it a business. And then, so that happened. Then Keenan Lewis started coming, which is the, the, the Saints cornerback. Mm-hmm. And after Keenan came, Tyron Matthew hit me up. Me and him, we met on the court playing basketball against each other mm-hmm. at St. Aug. And I, I'm like, but I got a gym come through. He hit me up and I'm coming. And then it just went crazy from there. Mm. Like, so now I had 
plenty of second alley, mainly the whole secondary training them. Like with Chauncey, and I had JT Gray, all of them, and a few of the offensive players. So it's been good. So it's been good. Just off of just me freestyling it. All right. And so what did you do any kind of like formal business training, anything, or you just you went? No, I just dove. You, yeah, you dove in. But see, listen, that's what a go. The college when the deal and the drug kind of helped me maneuver in the business. Like, right. It might sound crazy. No, 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 it doesn't. Go ahead. You got to have a certain structure and all them. Like, I can't go too so in detail. But, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah but you get it. Like, when you're doing that, you got to, it's a certain structure. Because it is a business. Yeah, it's a business. So it like, really is. It kind of helped me. All right. Got it. All right. So you've got all these, these guys that are finding out about the lab that mm-hmm. are coming through. What is, uh, and, and I've seen some of your videos. Mm-hmm. I saw one where I think um, the caption said you had just gotten off a plane, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Now, before I read the caption, as I'm watching you train the the, the young man you were training, mm-hmm. I said to myself, he looks tired, right? right? right. You look tired, but you were still giving it like a thousand percent. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the the mental toughness that's necessary versus the the physical um right. toughness um i'm fresh out the road right now i just okay. got back in the city so um it's really more mental than anything like i okay. said i clocked out when i was in camp like i really was in training camp like i don't want to play no more mm. like i really said it to my sorry to my dude taekwon underwood who played with me he the coach at Rutgers now okay i just tell him every day like bro i'm ready to go home I'm like and then once you get that attitude, it's really over. You might yeah. as well just go home. So from the mental side, you really gotta you really gotta wanna do this. Like mm-hmm. you can't just be like, I'm gonna go play football or basketball or whatever sport. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't wanna do it, you're not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're good. There's a lot of good people at home right now. Yeah. So it's way more I say it's really more mental than physical. Like I could see an athlete and be like, he got it. Like he'll make it. But what's your mental like? So if you're not gonna make like it's really momental. I understand that. Okay. If you're so what, not right, you're not gonna make it. What are some of the things that you have to do in order to make to it, it, even mentally? I feel like you gotta have it in you in a way. All right. Not to say like people are pre-chosen or okay. however you would say that, but you really gotta have it. Like some people have it, and some people really don't. Mm-hmm. Like I be seeing parents that like some. I be looking at the kid like he's not gonna probably make it. Is that something you would say to a parent? Yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. All right. Because, like, some parents push it to the limit. So, like, some parents really be, which you're supposed to do because your kids you're supposed to it's support their dream. But mm-hmm. the reality is most of them not going to make it. Most of them. As I, in, give I me a percentage. Well, only 1% going to make it. 1%. Really? Okay. One percent. One percent. Never heard of that. I I, look, 1%. I'm thinking. I, I knew it was. I knew it was a small number, but it's I was 1%. thinking more like ten percent. One percent. One percent. One percent. One percent. Going to play professional. So football. The, that's football. Though. I don't that's know, football. I don't know what the percentage is in basketball. Because mainly you work with football players. Yeah, yeah. I, I mainly work with football. Players. All right. So, and you would tell a parent. Yeah, like they came to me, we talking, but I wouldn't say that in front of the kid though. I would okay. never do that in front of the kid. Okay. Because you never know what he can make. Some might spark in them, but if me and that parent having a, like an honest conversation, he asking me, I tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. What's the worst you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What's the age range you work with? Um, Mostly high school. The youngest right now I have is like seven. Wow. So I got park ball too. I got okay. park ball all the way up to the NFL. 
all the way up to the NFL. Yeah. And so what do you notice with the, the, the young people that you're working with from seven to high school? What do you notice about um, their attitude towards right. sports? The young people, some just having fun with it and right. some you could tell are being forced to do it. Oh. That's the worst. Okay. Forced to do it. Like one thing about my dad, he never made me do nothing. Mm -hmm. Like snack ain't make me do <laughs> oh. nothing. Like, yeah, we know snack. <laughs> if I wanted to go, he gonna let me go. If I be like, I don't want to go, you ain't gotta go. All right. But he ain't never let me quit. Like you never know quit. If you gonna do it, you gonna do it. But he ain't never ever forced me to play sports, and I think that's why I stuck with it. Okay. Because I wasn't pushed to do it. Mm -hmm. The reason why I really played football because my brother Nick. Because Nick was mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be like my brother. So mm -hmm. that would really make me play football. Yeah. And so the kids that the, the difference between the ones that are being forced, like, what do you see in you them? Tell, like, sometimes they're coming up. Sometimes they'll go hard. Sometimes they won't. And they're the like, parents are paying you extra money yeah, to do to, this. To, you know, so like, and then I think some kids, some parents are trying to live through their kids. That is true. Like that's, that's bad too. Like your time over, bro. Like, let right. the kids do what they want to do. So, right. like, you can see it, though. Like, you can really see it in the kid attitude. They really want to do it or not. You don't know if a kid happy to do something if yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah. So. What do you see in the 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 athletes that you're training physically? Like, when you say, yeah, I think yeah. I think he, yeah. he has a um, chance. Who fast? Who strong? It's all about who fast right now. Everybody really? Wants to be, yeah. Okay. So if you fast, you got a chance automatically. Okay. But like fast is like four 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 three fast. That's okay. not even explain that four 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 three because and then you said it fast. So hey, that's help. that's fast fast. Like All right. that's top percentage type fast. All right. So. All right. So those that are the those with speed real are the runners, ones who have yeah, like real track speed runners. Like they always have a chance. Okay. The speed is number one. Okay, and then what? Your skills. The like skills set. Now, yeah. Do you think that that do you think that athletes are born with the kind of skill set necessary and it's just a matter yes. of polishing it? Yes. Like it's not taught. I was never trained. All right. And I was always the best athlete wherever I was at. Okay. So, like, my job is just to help them polish, like you say, and, like, give them mental, mental notes yeah. to take right on the field. Like, my athletes are already good. Like, I'm not making them good. Like, any trainer who say that, smack them. Like you're not making him good. He's been right. good. Right. There's like little pointers that I could give you to make you better. Mm -hmm. And saying I could push you put, to push yourself to be better. Because I was kind of lazy when I played. So like okay. I, I needed somebody to push me. Like I credit Coach Parker for that. Who at Ohio State right now? Okay. So Kenny Parker, that's my dude. But yeah, they already good. Okay. There ain't too many people who really just be like, I made him good. Like nah, he been had it. Mm -hmm. You probably pushed it out of him, but he been had it. What was it that Kenny Parker did for you that? Oh, he made me go hard because I already knew I was good. Like nobody, I was really better than you know most. So, mm -hmm. but when he came to me, he always talked to me like I was sad. Like, <laughs> bro, stop playing with me. So, and like I'm playing to prove a point to him. All right. And then, but he knew what he was doing. So, and where was this? This was high was school. This was, no, was this was at Murray. All right. State. Parker came in. After my sophomore year, mm -hmm. he came from Florida. He played at Florida. He was a um, top NFL prospect, too. He broke his back or something like Ooh. that. So he went to the top strength trainers in the country, like right now. He mm -hmm. at Ohio State. So like he yeah, he brought that dog out of me. I okay. give him the credit for that. Because he, he like, made... He puts me every day. All right. 
Yeah. Like we got to the point we almost fought sometimes. Like, like physically. Like you used to be playing with me. So he got it out of me. And is that is that part of what you do for your athletes? Yeah, too? I do that to them too. Okay. Like you ask them, we we done, we don't we don't we don't fought a few times. Like physically. Yeah, I got I got boxing gloves now, so All right. we put the gloves on. We go go around. Okay. I'm not gonna lose. So. Okay. <laughs> it's not gonna. Sure, I'm lying. <laughs> Sharon line. All right. Yeah, we done really got in gloves a few times. Okay. All right. So the so there's the the mental toughness that's necessary. There's the physical toughness that's next mm-hmm. necessary. Um, when we come back from a quick break, mm-hmm. I want us to talk about the standouts, the gotcha. ones that have it. Gotcha. All right. We're yeah. good. Good. All right. We'll be back. At Hype Academy Private School, we partner with families to provide an individualized academic experience. Our students work at their own pace, which gives them an opportunity to graduate from high school earlier than their peers. Hype Academy's 15 to 1 student-teacher ratio ensures that each and every student receives the kind of personalized support needed to thrive. Through relevant courses such as personal finance and small business entrepreneurship, as well as our dual enrollment partnership with local universities, Hype Academy private school students gain an advantage that prepares them to contribute to their communities. For a non-traditional approach to education in a family-like environment, consider joining the team here at Hype Academy Private School. Head to HypeAcademy.com to set up your parent-student interview today. I refuse to become so adjusted to this world that I fit in without even thinking about it. I am smart, I am loved, and I matter. Hey boo, Ariane Craig Jolla here, host of We Talk. If you're a business owner in need of general accounting, business tax, or management consulting services, then look to Clarice with Knight CPA Services. Knight CPA specializes in general accounting, CFO services, tax planning, professional tax preparation, and management consulting and training. Here's what an actual client had to say. Before partnering with Knight CPA, I had to pay back taxes every year. Clarice answered all my questions and educated me on how to document and itemize my business expenses to optimize my tax credits. Give Knight CPA a call today at 504-762-0855 or visit cnight-cpa.com. That's c-k-n-i-g-h-t-cpa.com. Individual results may vary. That's enough to get your heart rate going. What was the fight for? It's the fight for having equal opportunity. Welcome to another edition of Talk That Nova. Welcome to another episode of the Blakes Brothers. In some cases, it's $500 just for a permit application. But there's one group fighting to change all that. I got pulled over by the police. I was smoking a blunt and I had a pound of weed in the trunk. You don't look like the statistics say that you should look growing up. It's It's a combat sport, but... And also, it teaches discipline. French Quarter Festival is the world's largest showcase of Louisiana culture in the world. I not only know who I am, but I also know whose I am.
You are the heart of New Orleans, and Talk Dad Nola keeps the blood pumping with news, culture, sports, and music from local artists. One thing you know for sure is that you can always count on us for accurate news and information that informs and entertains. You're the heart of New Orleans, and at WTDN, Talk Dad Nola, we keep the blood pumping. I can still call you Diddy, Diddy right? Yeah. All right, Diddy Robertson. They still call you Diddy? Everybody calls me Diddy. Everybody still calls you Diddy? Nobody really knows my name, Patrick. Really? Okay, good. All right. Um, Standouts. Mm -hmm. Standouts. Those, how do you, how can you tell? You said that you would readily have a conversation with a parent who is maybe pushing and, you know, really tell them the truth. What about those kids or those young people? Because, of course, you've got all the way up to seniors in high school and even beyond, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That are on the path to the pros. They believe they're going to make it. How can you tell who's actually a good prospect prospect for the pros? Um, First, work ethic. I got some athletes who come in and get busy. Okay. Right, and then you got some you got to push every day. Oh. That's like a no no. So okay, the ones who come in there and really get after it, I know for a fact he on the right path. Okay, all right. What else? That's the first one. Like I said, the skill. Who really got the skill? Like I had some athletes coming out and they'd be raw. I mean, like they probably haven't been trained, but mm-hmm. you could tell. Like they just have got it. Got it. Like fast, jump high, strong. Yeah. You get them. What else? The ones who coachable, like the ones I could tell something to and they get it like right there, mm-hmm. that's big because a lot of people in the league are just there because they're coachable. Too. All right. So okay. Those would be the top three. Okay. So work ethic, skill, coachable. Yeah. And those are the ones that stand out. That's the ones that stand what out. What are some of the other practical things that have to happen for you to make it? To the NFL, you can be, you can have skill, you can be coachable, mm-hmm. you can have work work ethic. Mm-hmm. But if nobody is looking for you, it, or if you're not in the right spot, so what are some of the practical things that an athlete needs um, to do to to get noticed? The one thing that people don't never talk about, and this is why I'm kind of glad I'm training because I'm connected with a lot of people. You got to have mm-hmm. connections. All right. Like I know agents from everywhere. I know scouts from different teams. I know coaches from different teams. So. Mm-hmm. Like, say you could be great, but nobody ever saw you. How I know you're great. Right. So you got to have somebody that bridge that gap as well. So mm-hmm. connections, too. You got to have a good connection mm-hmm. to the lead to even get there. Because they don't know you. They're not coming to get you. They're not coming to get but you. But mainly, mainly, they do a good job finding people, though. I will give them that. Okay. So. Well, what about school? Does school matter? Yes. Okay. In um, what way? Right now, it's, it'll never be a level playing field, but it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you know, Dion at Jackson State, yeah, which is HBCU, so mm-hmm. he got a lot of attention over there. But LSU gonna always outshine Jackson State. I don't care who the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that SEC, you know, div- big division one gonna always dominate the smaller schools. Yeah. So like, if you got a chance to go to a bigger school, go. Depending on the situation, though, don't go to a big school and sit the bench for four years. Then you exactly. Wasted four years. Then you go to a smaller school and actually play, get film. So that's a lot of things, too. A lot of guys be picking the wrong schools, and it kind of kill them. Uh, how does a guy pick the wrong school? Is it because um, he doesn't have somebody guiding him? or? Yeah, because I kind of think I picked the wrong school, too. But Okay. Mm, it is what it is with me at this point. Okay. But, like, 
systems, right? Every school got a certain system they use. If you're a receiver, right, you catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go to a run-heavy school. You want the ball. Yeah. So you got to pick the system that fits you. That's what I mean by system. Makes sense. Yeah. So, it makes a lot of sense. But a lot of people make that mistake. Yeah. A lot. Okay. Um, is the, So those, those young people that stand out, mm-hmm. do you let them know you believe that they can make it? Or is that oh, yeah, something yeah. that you um, kind of... I have text messages on my phone right now. Like one dude, a dude named Warren. Right? All right. Warren Newman. I think he a, I think he one of the best playmakers in college, period. Wow. Yeah, Jackson State. Okay. I tell him know all the time, but I let him know too, you gotta keep working. Cause he a smaller dude and he had a smaller school. So all right. you gotta put that work in. CJ, mm-hmm. another one. He had Jackson State too. Tank, we got a dude name we call it Tank. He a killer. But he had a smaller school. So I'm saying so like I let them know all the time, look, y'all got it. Mm-hmm. But you really gotta go harder than what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And then you got guys like I got a dude named Kyrie Coleman. He a dog. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a first round draft pick. He had TCU. Okay. But I, I don't never let him get the big head, though. Like, I'm always let you know, like, you all right, but you still got more work to do. Okay. So, yeah, I let him know. And that and that translates into the way that you train them, mm-hmm. the way that you work with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, When we start talking about making it to the pros, so ha- have you had any to make it to the pros mm-hmm. just yet? Um, Who's made it to the pros? Two years ago, a dude named Donnie Lewis all right. came from Tulane, got drafted by the Browns. Okay. Um, like I said, this year Brad Stewart and this year draft, to me, he the top safety in the draft. Okay. That's my opinion. He get drafted. He'll be drafted this week. Um, Steve, a dude named Steven Dunbar, he was already in the league when he came to me, though. Mm-hmm. But now he just got signed by a CFL team. So, yeah, like all of them hitting that age now where he's about to start getting drafted. Like okay. all them seniors, like all my original guys are seniors and juniors now. Yeah. College. Yeah. So we at that point. Yeah. This year. You mentioned that. Not only do you work with them on the physical, the mental, but you also work with them on plans for after. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Plans for after. So what are some of the things that you suggest to the, the first, athletes? The first thing is always real estate. Yeah. Because that's what I know now. So like, I can't really suggest nothing I don't know. Yeah. So like I always, like with my nephew, Brad Stewart is my nephew. Mm-hmm. Like he done been to some of my properties with me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right now okay. he's standing in one of my rental properties right now while mm-hmm. he done her training. And me and him talk about it a lot because I want him to get it right now. So when the money come in, you're not just blowing, you're really investing. And, you know, you could play with your with your ROIs or whatever. But yeah. So I'm trying to put in his head heavy right now. Yeah. You know, we, we talk more about that than football for real. Like business plans while you playing. Yeah. Is that something that you were able to do by the time you started making money in the Canadian League? Were you able to translate that or bring um, that? Money into real estate? Not really, but I never really was like a money blower. So All right. if that makes like I always knew how to stack money and how to save money. Okay. Some type of thing. So I ain't never go crazy. Okay. So I ain't never really I needed to talk, but I ain't never I ain't never do nothing stupid, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So So you talked to him about real estate? Talk to him about real estate. What else? Uh, what else we talked about? He got a few ideas of his own that he wanna do, so we talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I like it or not. But I just try to put something in the head other side of football. Mm-hmm. Are they pretty receptive to that? Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Another one, too, is Tyree. I forgot to mention Tyree. He played baseball in the majors. Got drafted by the Rangers. Okay. So we talk we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like, we always talk about real estate. So Yeah. That's the awesome. Main thing. That's good. When it comes to progress, from the, from the standpoint of the lab, mm-hmm. right, um, what do you see? In the next three, five years, as it relates to where you're going to be standing in, as a business? Honestly, I might be in Texas. 
Okay. Because that first, my original goal, honestly, when I started first out of training, was to go to Dallas. Because mm. like, I got like a, a Texas pipeline by me playing high school out there. Mm. And I never really wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. So, but like because of my brother and my cousin, I stayed here and started doing it over there. But mm-hmm. I could see me probably in Dallas or Houston somewhere Okay. another lab. With a, I'm for sure going to have another lab somewhere though. Another one. Yeah. So you would still have the one here? Keep all right, so you would have another lab mm-hmm. in Dallas and uh, Houston. or Houston, so some part of Texas. Yeah, some part of Texas. All right, and growing to see, do you have numbers in mind? Do you have an idea of how many athletes you would like to have had a hand Honestly, in polishing? I don't really want too too many athletes. All right, why not? I want to be personal with them. If that mm. makes sense, like I can't really think about it. I can't have a million athletes. I can't. I ain't gonna touch all of them. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I want a lot. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be to where like they all know me personally. Like you can all highlight. Each Why is that like, important? And that's the best way to be. To me, that's just to me though. Some mm-hmm. people want to pack their gems out and don't even know their alley. That's cool though. You gonna get okay. your money. But like I really relate to my guys on a personal level. Mm-hmm. I'm like everybody uncle. You like everybody uncle. For real. A big okay. brother, however you want to say it. Okay, and that works for you. Yeah, and that works for your athletes. I like it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let me see. I can't really put a number on it, but a good amount. Like right now, I got probably about fifty coming in and out. Okay, that one. All right. And that just that's probably on the low end. If you count everybody that's, that came and left or whatever, so mm-hmm. probably on the low end. But probably just, uh, like a hundred. Okay. Hundred in Texas because Texas is bigger. Okay. And way more athletes, so we say hundred. And that's still manageable for you to be able to to yeah, touch. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure. I need an assistant, yo. Okay, you need an assistant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I make it work. Okay, all right. And then, so three to five years in Texas, anything else? So still into real estate, though, as well. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to go crazy in real estate. Yes. Shout out to John Ramont. He the one who put me on. I trained okay. him. Okay, all just right. He's just a regular. And like, that's how I got started. Okay. He, we could, look, we could talk about that real quick. Yeah, he put me on game. He okay. came in the gym. I just asked him, like, what he do? And he was telling me. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang, he got it popping. He just bought two hotels, as you two just now. Mm-hmm. He really popped black dude, too. So, okay. um, he like, I teach you, bro. Just, you just can't. Because I was reading up on it already, All but right. I ain't never dive in. Yeah. So, I started with an investment with him. It was like 5000 I'm like, I ain't going to give him too much. Uh-huh. And the crib sold. And he showed me, like, he gave me a 25% return on it, right? So, I'm like, cool. So I'm gonna I'm bank give him like 12, 15, something like that. Uh-huh. And it worked again. <laughs> and then I would get paid, you know, every month. You know, you get the five months, and you don't send the five months, you get paid every month uh-huh. off of it. And he gave me 20% on that one. I'm like, who is like... <laughs> so This is what I should yeah, be doing. Say, so last year alone, I bought five properties last year alone during the pandemic. Very good. Just from, you know, taking what he told me. Yeah. Doing what he's doing. So this year I gotta get like seven. Okay. And I do all that while managing the gym. Too. While managing so, yeah. the gym. You know, my mom, my mom will help me though. She, mm-hmm. she look up the um the properties or whatever. And I'm cool with some other relatives, so okay. it works. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So um the so the the young people that you have, you've got them going to the pros, you've got mm-hmm. them. What is how do you handle the how do you help them handle the disappointment? Have you had mm. have you had them come back and or think that they were gonna make it or get injured or you know how do you help help them handle that that part of it? 
Um, Why is it tough? Man, it's tough because it's gonna happen. It's gonna They're happen. Like, it's inevitable. You had I had a few. I had a few. All right. Who done, who got picked up? Actually, came into you know teams and worked them out. Sent them back home. Be a little discouraged. Might take a break. Okay. You gotta let them know that if you really want this though. That's part of the game. You can't okay. if you quit, then you can do all that for nothing. So you might well just come on back, get your mind right. Like I don't that that'd be tough though. Okay. Because I know the game, so I know how these coaches be playing. I know how these teams are play on you too. So yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. But like I told you, if you want it though, yeah. you do whatever. Yeah. But then that's why I always teach them. You gotta have something else. Like with me, I knew football ain't my life. When okay. it's over with, I'm gonna go do something else. Okay. I'm not tripping. Okay. Like, I'm in camp, like I might go home and do this. Uh-huh. So I'm not I'm I wanna play, but I'm not about to go crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Like so, but football was really was not really my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I really made out okay. Yeah, but some dudes really grow up and be like football, football, football. I think that'd be a killer sometimes. And if then to think that ninety nine percent of them ain't gonna make it. It's only one no. percent. Like God, you ever look please. up the numbers, it's really one percent. All right. And then the average is only two years. <laughs> so only one percent gonna make it. And so you, you have to have two something years else. In it. Yeah. So you gotta have something else. You gotta have something else. So to handle the disappointment, you said it's tough, but it's it's tough for you too. And That's you said me. because you know the game. Mm-hmm. Explain and then, that. You know, when, you, when I see my young boys hurt, that hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's crazy. Yeah. So I really don't know how to even answer that one. But okay. I know it's gonna come. It's gonna come. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not just, not, I want everybody to make it, but everybody's not gonna make it. Not necessarily. Yeah. So what would you say to um what would you say to the parents who are bringing their kids to you to train, mm-hmm. to condition, to prep them for that dream, you know, and right. I, you know, of course, I'm. I work with young kids, so right. nine nine out of ten of my boys, they all want to go to the pros. Mm-hmm. They all want to play ball. They all want to do something in the league. But you know, I know too that right. most of y'all not gonna right. make it. But what do you say to that parent who? Um, let them have fun with it while they growing mm-hmm. up. Like have fun. Yeah, I be saying parents out be wilding for no reason. Yeah, like, let them have fun. Then when he get to like. I think when you get to like a sophomore in high school, a sophomore junior high school, that's when you'll know if you really gonna go to the next level, which is college. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause like scouts have been starting you up already. Your film will be out. So you'll know by your sophomore junior. You get some late bloomers who'll be a senior, but it mainly be sophomore junior. Okay. But before that, just let them have fun with it and let them pick. I see a lot of parents not just really making the kid focus on one sport, like they're just playing. Mm-hmm. Let them play everything. So you never know. Like I grew up a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna ball. Okay. I didn't take football service in my senior year in high school. So And what made you switch? Texas. Texas. The football king out there. Like it's lovely. Okay. Like I played against I played in front of bigger crowds in high school than college. Mm. Playing in Dallas. So that just made me love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, playing in front of the crowds. Um, I'm glad you came. Me too. You glad? I'm kicking it, yeah. Ah, we're kicking it. I got two questions. This is uh, a pressure check, uh, right? Now, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with why you're looking like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. this, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what we talked about. I can bleed the fifth? No. You have to answer. No, sir. You have to answer. You ready? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. What would you... Say to your 15-year-old self. 15. 
15, that's Katrina year too. Um, I see play basketball. Mm-hmm. For real. Stick with it? Stick court. with it? Yeah. Okay. I'd be kind of mad I, I pick football. Talk about Everybody that. Everybody knew that. I, tell, I say that all the time. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm kind of mad I pick football. Mm-hmm. Football wasn't for me. I don't think God wanted me to play football neither. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had no knee injuries. I blow my knee my first year, my rookie year in the pros. Like, it's just all type of bad stuff happening with football. So mm-hmm. I'd have played basketball. Play basketball. Ain't that I had like a real business. Well, nobody at 15 really got a. People at 15. Some people do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw what? We just Dang. we just interviewed somebody the other day. <laughs> Two well, people. I'd have had a business plan too. <laughs> I just started hustling earlier. One, he's the one. I'm okay. not playing. Now, wait, you know what, Patrick? No. <laughs> oh, man. But you would have had a plan. I would have had a plan, though. Some kind of plan. So, yeah, I told my 15 year old self, know what I know now? Hmm. Yeah, if, I'm, if I was going to do the sports world, stick with basketball mm-hmm. and start looking up businesses to do. I was yeah. had to know about business earlier. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Cause now I be coming across different stuff. But you got it. You thirty. Like, you think you'll 30. be 30? You, thirty? Yeah, I'll be you. Next you making up that time? I know, but still, but imagine still, if I was doing this when I was in college. Yeah, yeah. I'd been, I could have had property in college. Yeah, definitely. But now, just, like you said, you can pass that information yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have any kids yourself no, yet. No, I got no kids. I got All right. nieces and nephews. So you can pass it um, on to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Man, if I had knew, if I knew what I knew at like twenty one, killing it. I'd be crazy, retardedly rich. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say it again. Crazy, retardedly rich. <laughs> <laughs> that, please name this episode. That. Crazy, retardedly rich. <laughs> all right, last question. That's not really political, correct? Huh? It's, oh. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Just blank it out or something. Just blank it out. You ready? My Last man one. to the to that world. I ain't I ain't mean it like that. No, we we know. You just <laughs> you just two. joking. You're joking. Man. All right. Uh he's joking, y'all. He's joking. Thank you. All right. Um, and the the last question. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Last question. What will we mm-hmm. post about Diddy the day after he's gone? He was a hustler, and he had fun. He lived life. I lived life as well. Live life. Yes. He lived life. I live life. I have fun. I make sure everybody's straight. I look out for everybody, and I hustle. And I hustle. I'm a hustle. Hustle legally. 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 Please say that. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Jeez. I am Please. A, would that be a corporate hustler? Something like that. Huh? I'm a corporate hustler. A corporate Shout out to Casey hustler. too for the head nod. <laughs> 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 she been looking out. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out to Casey. They know me as a corporate hustler. Corporate hustler. Yeah. All right, Diddy. Mm-hmm. Where can uh, where can everybody find you on social? Okay, on Instagram, I am the lab underscore Nola T H E L A B underscore N O L A. On Twitter, I am Made Man Five M A D underscore M A N underscore the number five. Okay. And you can just type in Patrick Robinson, it'll pop up too. Cool. Or did he? I think I did it. Or did he? Yeah, yeah. D I D D Y. D I D D Y. Cool. Thank you. Hey, let's talk. 
Life will very seldom take us in a straight line. We're bound to get some bumps and bruises along the way. Maybe you plan for a long celebrated season in your career only to have that season interrupted by injury and disappointment. It happens to the best of us, that gut punch we didn't see coming. One thing is for sure, that one season only passes the baton to another season. The key to recovery is being so present in your current season that you learn all the lessons that are necessary for your next one. Do that and not only will you be well-equipped to handle what's next, you'll be such a beast that everybody around you will benefit. I just wanted to put a little pressure on you. I hope it helps. There are several ways that you can watch or listen to We Talk on BAM Network. But start by downloading the BAM Network app or following us on Spotify, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. This has been a BAM Network production produced by BAM Communications. For other BAM Network shows, visit www.bamcommunications.com.